0: Welcome to part two of Inside the Two Seventy Five Loop, everybody. Moving on to basketball here, and uh, mm-hmm. not a lot to talk about, but enough to talk about, uh, been, I would say.
1: It's been four games since. Well, actually, there's been five because we did it before. There was a so there was a basketball game the same night of, of the championship game for football.
0: That's right, playing uh, Georgia that night. That was
1: that was brutal.
0: That was god awful. That should have been a sign.
1: And I think it is.
0: I think it was. (laughs) I forgot we even played Georgia in basketball. (laughs)
1: You realize, I mean, see, this is, like I said in part one, when Bearcats basketball loses and they lose frequently as they have this season through, through the first 10 games, it is a surprise because
0: you're not used to it. No. I mean, when was the last time we saw a season like this for UC? In the 80s. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a real well. Wait, really? Even the early Nick Cronin years, they weren't. They weren't. Or after Bob Huggins, they left? weren't this bad. I really? don't think. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what their seasons were like. So I'm just asking.
1: Well, they didn't make the tournament. Um, I'm not really sure what their. I'm not really sure if they were ever three and seven at one point.
0: No, I couldn't tell you. But it's been a while since we've had a. Really all I know team. is three and seven. You don't want that.
1: Overall, is not good.
0: No. Yeah, three and seven. We'll take a look at the games here. Um, win against Lipscomb should be a win. That was a uh, struggle. A tough loss against Xavier, which wasn't really upset about that. I was. I was very mad. Well, I said that game was make or break, and it broke. It was game two, and it was Xavier. Yeah, you lost by six to a team that's quite frankly really good. Yeah, they are good. I'll give you that. Um, they are ranked. I think no, they're no, they're not they're receiving sorry, votes. They're nine and two, nonetheless.
1: They're ten and two, actually.
0: Ten and two, yeah, that's right. After the win, they are ten and two. Um, you lose to Xavier. You get the win against Furman. Alex and I were there for that. That for was, that was a good win. That was a good win. Uh, hard-fought game. Uh, you lose to Tennessee on the road. That game was actually a lot closer than the score may indicate for a while. Wasn't bad. Uh, Tennessee pulled away. We just they just, are a great basketball they team. Really they really are. We just
1: couldn't make a shot in that game. Yeah. we, uh, we, we didn't. And we, and we didn't really execute well down the stretch. But, I mean, it, you lose on the road to Tennessee, and you don't play your best, and you still only come up nine points short. Mm-hmm. Not really going to worry about it.
0: I was bummed we couldn't win that game, but I figured if we couldn't beat Xavier, we weren't going to beat Tennessee. You lose to South Florida by three. That was a bad loss. That's a really bad loss. You got
1: out. Re- you got out rebounded by eight on your home floor.
0: Yeah. You lose to Georgia by fifteen. That's horrible. On the road. And by
1: the way, you were down twenty three at halftime.
0: Yeah. Not good. Uh, you lose to UCF by five. Nah. I mean, it's not a good loss by any means. Mm, no. And. It- <laughs> I mean, that's the fourth straight loss in a row. That's the fifth loss overall at that point in the season. And you're really starting to get concerned. Yeah. And then you lose a close one to Tulsa. That actually, if you weren't losing so much, would be a good loss. Yes, because Tulsa is
1: actually a good team, despite them having a roster that's in transition. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not forget that Tulsa won the league last year. They shared it with us in Houston. Yep. And despite them losing guys like Lawson Corita and Martin Zigbanu. And maybe did they lose somebody else too? They might have. Um they are returning an all-conference performer and Brandon Rochelle, and they have a bunch of young players who are really good. And Rochelle mm-hmm. is a is a great player. He could honestly make a case for player of the year in the conference. You they bat you see battle back from down. They were trailing the trailing the entire game. Yeah. They just didn't make shots in critical junctures of the game. Yeah. Stretches. Now you're, now you're really concerned because you're 2-6 and six and you're 0-3 in AAC play.
0: Yep. Well, then you move on. You go to SMU. You go to SMU. That was a great win. You get a win. You get a come-from-behind win, and you win by imagine, 7. Imagine
1: what happens, Sean, when you go small. When you play small ball.
0: You when have you... five guards on the floor at one time. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think Tar Easton's a guard, technically. He's a small forward. Yeah, but he's not like a towering giant like no. Nasir Brooks. Or... He's more like a Trey Scott. Correct. Hence, he wears number 13. He does wear 13. I think, I think you know, he, he's having his, his you know, mess-ups. He's turning the ball over. Can, but we talk, can we talk about... He's only a freshman. I think you give him a year or two, Tari Easton's going to be the best player on the floor, and I think he's going to win conference player of the year at one can, point. Can we talk about how if he stays healthy.
1: not starting Chris Vogt was a good idea?
0: Yes. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you people. When I saw the news that Chris Vogt returned, I was like, eh.
1: It didn't make a difference.
0: If you gave me the choice of taking and relieving him, I'd leave him. Let me be honest with you. I, I I would leave him. I mean, I'm gonna pull up his stats here because he really has been just bugging me. Well, and then another thing, you go on to the you go on to take on Wichita State on the road. Um, I think there was it was offensive and defense. It was defensive struggling a lot. You give him uh, 52
1: points in the second half. You're not doing it. Yeah. right. So Chris Vo here's some numbers. He has only two games this year with double-digit points. Lipscomb and South Florida. Big whoop. His rebounding totals... uh, He had one rebound against Xavier. He had two at UCF. Mm -hmm. He had three against Tulsa and only four points. He had zero rebounds at wichita at smu then again he only played eight minutes he did have seven and six and nine minutes against wichita state so i do have to give him credit there yeah but i'm looking at it eight and one against xavier eight and five against Furman, four and five at tennessee yes he had 13 points against usf it took him 12 shots to get there And he was 3 of
0: 6 from the free throw line.
1: Overall, from the free throw line this year, ready for this, 8 for 24.
0: Good job. Chris Vogt, do you officially suck?
1: He does. I mean, 4 points and 3 rebounds in a conference game at home? I don't care if there's only 300 fans in the arena.
0: At least last year, he was, like, not a total slop. It wasn't. I mean, he is a liability. Yeah. He's a liability. I mean, let me. Go ahead. I want to point something out really quickly. Let me ask you something. I'm going to hide this answer from you. All right. How many games did David the Julius lead? Don't look at the answer. In assists. This year? Yeah.
1: I'm going to guess
0: six. Through ten. I'm going to guess Eight. six. Eight? Eight. Eight. Okay, the but that's, only, good. that's a good the thing, though. Only, well, I agree. I agree. I'm not saying that. I'm just pr- I'm giving praise to David the Julius. Eight. The only two games where he didn't have the most assists were South Florida, where Mike Saunders led the way with four, <laughs> and where Tari Eason led the way with an astonishing two against Georgia. Look.
1: Wow! <laughs> pull up the box score. See how many assists a turnovers we had against Georgia. I want to see how bad that was. Oh
0: gosh! Give me one second here. My um, computer's
1: about to die, and I don't. My phone charger's in the other room. So
0: your phone charger, right,
1: computer charger. Excuse me. This is what happens when I get all worked up about, you know, my teams. I I'm sorry. Give
0: me one things. moment here. This is going to take me a second. Well, Statistics. You know
1: what? Okay. Oh, but What, here, I, what I'm saying to you
0: is... Is this, what, is this what you're looking for right here? Well, that's... I can't find the box That's scores. the team
1: charts. Well, go to the schedule and then click on the score. You have to, you, if you click on...
0: For which game? Uh,
1: Georgia. For so, Georgia. click on the score. If you click on the score... Got it. It should pull up the box score. Or you can Full go to box... You can score. Go to boc- excuse me. Assists. We had nine assists to twenty-four turnovers. It's embarrassing.
0: That's a good ratio. That's a, that'll win you games for sure.
1: Oh yeah, minus. Um,
0: Just not for your team. Minus
1: two point six in the wrong direction.
0: Mhm.
1: Pretty minus bad. Minus two point six to one. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's not good. Um, but like, go to go to go and go to Chris Vote's name on the roster because I I want to. I want to run through his box scores last year because last year there were games that we won because of Chris vote. Like as much as sure, he, sure, yeah. Go to if you go to, um, you go oh, to sports, sports and schedule, and then just go back. Actually, no, rosters. I was gonna which, say, why would I go to sports? Yeah, roster is what you want to go to. Oh. Which by the way, I haven't heard anything that, that the game Saturday has been postponed. So I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet, John. So the game, so the game tonight. It would have been tonight. Um, go to stats. Uh, and then you'll go to the drop-down menu where it says 2021 and then go to last year. It's in the unless you want to look at this year's numbers and nah, go scroll up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then go to the oh, drop-down I right there. Gotcha. Okay, so let's look at Chris Votes' numbers from last year. What we'll, we'll kind of bounce around here? So we go down. You see um, eighteen and ten against Alabama NM. pretty good. Thirteen and thirteen against Illinois State in a game where Jaron Cumberland was injured. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. Uh, continuing, 21 and 7 against Valparaiso, very very good. And then, like you go through all the way through Tulsa, he had more than he had 10 or more points. 14 versus UNLV, 11 versus Vermont, 16 against Colgate, uh, 19 against UConn, 21 against Tulane. Yes, the rebounding totals I, I would like to be higher. 12 for 12 and 11 against Tulsa, and the field goals. Six of ten, five of eight, seven of eight, eight of ten, nine of eleven, six for six, six of eight, seven of nine, nine for eleven. If I didn't mention that already, if he keeps going down, but then after the Tulsa game, Sean, it was just, um, well, he did have, uh, UCF was 13 and three. So, I mean, then you have like five points against Memphis, not really like, that great, Seven, two, two at Houston, seven rebounds, and you can say, oh, well, he was playing with a torn labrum. Uh, okay. And then like 18 at Temple was was very good, but he didn't have, it wasn't consistent. It was, he'd have, yes, he had three straight games scoring in double figures, but then it was like he had 13 at East Carolina, but then he only had seven against UCF. It, so it's a matter of consistency with Chris Vill, And you have to bring that in this conference, Sean, because you you see the big men that are in this conference. You see FSM big men. Memphis, you know they do. Um, or they did last year, I should say. Um, and unfortunately for Chris Vill, he does not have a Trey Scott to bail him out on the rebounding. This team does not rebound well. Besides Tori Eason. Apparently not. I mean, John Brandon said it after the after the after the USF game that there were signs of a mediocre team, and that's what they are. Yeah, they're not getting blown out, but they're they're just they're not playing winning basketball right now.
0: No, no. I mean, you're three and seven. You're three and seven. Something that I didn't think I'd ever see in my time here, really. Uh, but then again, I also didn't know McCrona was going to leave after you know. First year. It,
1: is, it is a year of transition because you don't have established great players like Jaron Cumberland and Trey Scott. And Keith Williams, uh, I mean, he wasn't an established great coming into his senior season like Jaron Cumberland was. Mm-hmm. And also understand when you bring in a recruiting class and you bring in transfers and, you know, you're giving... You know, players expanded minutes, and you don't have an established culture with John Brandon yet. Like, you, like, remember, remember the, the so you're a freshman year, so Mick Cronin, his final season here. And we lose Gary Clark, Kyle Washington, Jacob Evans. Mm-hmm. And it was Jaron Cumberland, you know, we knew who Trey Scott and Keith Williams and Nasir Brooks were, but. They were going to have to take on larger roles. And the question was, Justin Jennifer too, but the question was, could they do it? Mm-hmm. And they did. You know, They did why? a great job. Yes, because because there was an established culture here. Yeah. There isn't that with John Brennan. The system that he's bringing is still being implemented.
0: Yeah. I, I, th- I think Bearcats Prime on Instagram, go follow him, by the way, um, if you're not already. Absolutely. Um, great content. Don't always agree with his opinions entirely. Um, for the most part, I do. But... Uh, I mean, he made a great point about Duke and Mike Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski came this close. I know you can't see my hands, but he came this close to getting fired. Early on, yes. But guess what? The culture became built. He started winning championships.
1: Something, some some people named uh, Jay Billis, Mark Ullery, Johnny Dawkins, Dave Henderson, and Tommy Amaker.
0: Don't forget later on, Christian Leitner.
1: Don't forget all the other great players that have come through that program. But yes, I <laughs> Zion. See your point. <clears throat> JJ Reddick. I'm Shane Battier. <clears throat> uh, any other great Duke player? Uh, Elton Brand. Uh, huh, you get the point.
0: Duke basketball—it's a brand. Wasn't before Shashevsky even showed. It up. It is. You're right. It is now.
1: Same with Dean Smith. Yeah. I mean, heck, they—they were—they um, hung like this huge effigy of Dean Smith on campus. Mm -hmm. In the 60s, after they lost to Wake Forest, you know what happened after that? They made the NCAA tournament nearly every single year. And they won two national championships. Mm -hmm. Dean Smith built North Carolina basketball.
0: Yep. It takes time, people. It might be a couple years, but it takes time. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but Jaron Cumberland temporarily put up a post. On Instagram, someone was telling me about this. What
1: exactly did it say?
0: It said, "Get this man out of Cincy," and it was a picture of John Brandon. And it was on his Instagram story. It wasn't posted on his main page.
1: But there is going to there is going to be conversation about that started if this team if this program doesn't start
0: winning. But let's be honest, Sean.
1: Why did the Bearcats win last year?
0: In ba- uh, well, I mean. Frankly, I think it's because you still had Trey Scott. It's because you still had Jaron Cumberland. It's because you still had that, 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 that culture, that mindset from some players that Mick, of Mick Cronin. And it was really those two. Um, but it, it's, it's because you still had Trey Scott and Jaron Cumberland. And, and, and it was a first year for John Brandt. And you were coming off a pretty successful year. Uh, and so it made sense that that success would only continue.
1: But that's because we thats cuz we got so used to it. I mean, you make 9 straight NCAA tournaments.
0: Yeah. Like right. yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, yeah, you and your mind become accustomed to that, and as a result, you set forth these expectations, but you have to understand that if this team right now, I mean, they're not going to the NCAA tournament, <laughs> isn't that unfortunate? They may well oh. not really this year because the tournament's going to be so whack. I mean, But they, you put, but you lose the streak. I'm not really even going to count it against the streak. It, it will count against the streak. Don't get me wrong. But really, this season's just this season is just so wacko. Yeah. Like
0: I don't want to count it, but I'm going to. The, NCAA, the way the
1: NCA the way the NCA tournament's going to work this year is is quite frankly a load of BS. Yeah. I mean, I understand if you're if you're going to try to mitigate the spread, so you're going to have 68 teams in once in one city. Apparently. Versus having eight teams in one city. Granted, that would be eight teams in, you know, 64 teams. And then you have groups of eight teams in eight different cities in a normal year. But that... But, okay, so what the heck are we going to do for the conference tournaments? We're not going to have all conference tournaments in one site, right? Yeah. It, makes no, it makes no sense, Sean. It makes no sense to me.
0: No, it really doesn't. It, it-
1: if you're trying to mitigate the spread...
0: Because I, I how, guess it's I guess it's the traveling aspect. Do you limit traveling?
1: How are you limiting traveling? The most cities a team plays in in the NCAA tournament is three. Mm.
0: And you're there. We'll limit that down I mean, to one though, I guess. I guess that's the thought. No. I'm not arguing yes, for it. it. Yeah, but that's so mainstream, the thinking. And that's a
1: result of poor planning by the NCAA. They, I mean, it, I brought this up to you earlier. Isn't all conference tournaments technically played in a bubble. You want it, okay? All you have to do is just enhance and really strict the health and safety protocols. Don't leave your hotel unless you're going to a team event or the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can do it. You, you can do it for. I mean, think about all the cities that were going to host the NC that we're going to host NCA tournament games this year.
0: I don't know what they were. You so. could have
1: done. You, you could have done it. Now you're gonna, and by the way, if a team has a positive test for COVID and they can't play, do you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna just randomly pluck another team and put them in their place. What the hell is that all about?
0: Is that the plan?
1: That is the plan!
0: That's stupid. Why that, wouldn't you just have the other team move on? Exactly.
1: So basically, it's a participation tournament.
0: How do you, wait, where, how do you fly a team in quick enough? Because are they gonna even have time to exactly. practice? Exactly! There are so many. Well, that makes no sense. It, could you imagine getting off a plane and then that day?
1: Do that? Does the NCAA make sense? Yeah. Like, what the hell are we doing? What, the, what what the hell are we doing with this tournament? There's no reason, Sean, that you could that you couldn't put have eight different cities act as bubbles for eight different teams to travel to each of those cities and create their own bubble. Mm-hmm. It could have been done. You want it? You want to increase the time in between games so you can sanitize everything? Fine, do that this is a stupid idea yeah welcome to the ncaa 68 teams in one city not just one state one city the nba yes they did it that was 22 and they were in three separate hotel locations and because disney world is a
0: lot bigger than indianapolis you see some of the stories that came out of that like what their living conditions were like kind of sucked the nba yeah do you see their living conditions some of them had it really bad i did not do i feel bad for them no
1: they were absolutely in, they were not. In disney world on water slides playing golf they got meals and they were playing basketball now given those are professionals they have families
0: they have money yeah they have nice houses they have cars but they have
1: families and mental health is a real deal as we have seen throughout yeah but they had the chance to opt out of it they did I'll give him that. Um, by the way, I, I briefly—I was starting to mention this. So tonight there was supposed to be a basketball game against D.C.U. Mm-hmm. The game was postponed. Um, there is a game scheduled for Saturday against Tulane. I have not heard if that game is going to be postponed yet.
0: I haven't either. There is not. I, I, I'd imagine it actually might be. Well. I wouldn't be check the email,
1: which I would. I would highly venture to guess it would be. In the meantime, is I'm the, well, let's see if there there is no email sent. Now we can check our. We can check the the report some of our colleagues have done to see if they know if this game is being postponed on Saturday. Um, I'm not seeing any reporting no there there, there's um there's there's been nothing reported Hmm. that i see that about saturday's game so as of now there is still a basketball game on saturday interesting and i i told um our our friend tyler yesterday I said that um, this was bound to happen at some point. Yeah, I mean every team is going to experience it. And when you have only a certain when you have a small amount of players on a team compared to football, if one player gets it, there's a pretty good chance that there might excuse me, another player might have it. Hmm. so I mean it it has been I mean just being in 5th 3rd arena like it, it doesn't feel it just doesn't like feel
0: like you're at a basketball game no it really doesn't I mean an empty 5th 3rd arena is a bad 5th 3rd arena it's, it's almost like I'm commentating a scrimmage
1: it really honestly feels like that. Um, Zach Harvey has been playing well recently. Tari Eason's been a really bri- a really good, bright spot on this team.
0: Yeah, let's actually talk about the team leaders here. I've got them pulled up. Uh, in terms of points, Keith Williams is leading the way with 15 points.
1: Which is astonishing um, because he really is not that... I mean, have you seen him at the free throw line this season? He's
0: not been that good, no. Which is really weird. Um... But he, he's still leading the way somehow. Uh, just behind him is actually uh, Jeremiah Davenport with 10. I, I
1: love that guy. He brings so much energy off the bench. He, he, he's a great shooter as well. Has the ability to knock down multiple threes in a game. Ooh,
0: how about this stat? Rappelous Ivanouskis. Who left the team. Who left the team is still averaging more points per game than Chris Vogt. <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. That's yeah, we're yeah, going to
1: speed ups after the game and actually that's, maybe go to the gym and work on your game a little bit. That's freaking hilarious. He always posts these things on his Instagram story, GDLW, which means game day, let's work. Yeah, how about you actually work on game day? Because yeah. he's clearly not doing that right now. Uh,
0: leading with rebounds is Tari Eason with five and a half assists. Of course, David Julius with 5.3 steals Keith Williams with just over one and then blocks Tari Eason with just over one. So they're your team leaders right there. David the Julius had twelve
1: assists against SMU last Thursday with only two points. Really? I mean there is talent on this team.
0: He's played the most minutes too.
1: There I mean there is talent on this team.
0: It's just not organized yet.
1: No, that's exactly what it is. The system's not implemented with this with this group yet. Now I do think that some of the defensive principles that have been within this program for the last thirty years are out the door. Yeah, but they that shouldn't be the case.
0: No. I don't know what happened there well I do
1: I mean just because you're trying just because you're trying to play a different style a different you know pace of basketball offensively does not mean that you should just completely abandon and eradicate the defensive uh, intricacies that have been here for the last 30 years
0: yeah no it's it it's really weird
1: unless unless you are trying to make a culture
0: change which I think John Brandon is I mean he's trying to make it his own program right I mean why wouldn't you
1: you know it's interesting Sean I had a family friend of mine tell me a month after John Brandon was hired I, I was at a grad party and we're, we're sitting we're, we're sitting outside and we're talking about the the program and she tells me that she didn't like the hire I'm thinking back to that and I'm like why are we getting someone from NKU like Cincinnati is not at the Cincinnati is not a mid major program mm-hmm Technically, they are "quote unquote" a mid-major program. I think that's a load of crap.
0: Cincinnati's like a second-tier blue blood team.
1: Did you see that Matt Norlander of CBS Sports ranked us as the tenth best program all time? I did actually see that. That's thing. ahead of um, a several power. F- it's ahead of. It's ahead of like how many power five teams are there? Sixty four. It's ahead of like
0: Ohio State. It is ahead of Ohio State.
1: (laughs) I think it's ahead of UCLA. I don't...
0: No. Of all time... I don't
1: don't think it would
0: be. Of all time, no. Not ahead of UCLA. In recent years, yes. But all time, absolutely not. I mean, you know how many freaking national championships they won in a row? I don't know
1: why I said that, but I'm just like... well, I forget what the stat was, but it's ahead of a lot of Power 5 programs. Yeah. Not your Blue Bloods, like Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, UCLA. Not those teams. But the fact that you're... But the fact that you... Now, now, again, programs have down years. North Carolina had a bad year last year. Yeah. Michigan State has had bad years. Uh, UConn's had several bad years recently. Yeah. And they're a pretty elite program. Um, typically, at least. Syracuse has had numerous mediocre years as of late. Yeah,
0: definitely. When was, the last, when was the
1: last time you feared a Syracuse team?
0: Probably since they were in the Big East.
1: 2013-14? When they started 25-0? and 0? That's the last time they were really that good, people. I mean, they've been a mediocre program ever since.
0: Yeah, they really have.
1: And they've been to a Final Four, though.
0: That is true. But so is VCU.
1: So is Loyola Chicago and Wichita State. Yeah. And maybe this is just a bad year the Bearcats are having because you know you're you're you are. This might be the implementation of the system. Last year you were saved because Jaron Cumberland was a great player and Trey Scott was a machine in the inside. Right. That might be the reason why. I think it is that this team somehow scrounged out 20 wins.
0: Wait, you mean last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Because let me, I, 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 I mean, let me tell you. And think about it too, Sean, like how many games last year late in the season did we trail by 10 in the second half and came back and won? A few. Hasn't that been the case this year and we're not closing it out? Why? Because we don't have a Trey Scott and a Jaron Cumberland.
0: Don't
1: we don't, we don't win the years. Memphis game without Trey Scott last year. No. We don't win the USF game if it's not for Keith Williams and Trey Scott. Nope, we don't win the Temple game if it literally was not for Trey Scott and Jaron Cumberland. We don't win the Houston game if it's not for Keith Williams and Trey Scott. Right. We don't win the Illinois State game in the Paradise Jam if if it wasn't for Jaron Cumberland. We don't. The good news is this: If Keith Williams in his senior season don't, if if it doesn't go the way he expected it, and we did, you can still come back next year.
0: Probably won't.
1: But where is he going to go?
0: That's my question.
1: Okay, so then let me so then let me ask you this then: If I mean, where where could he go overseas? Okay, or he can say, "Hmm, I have another year of eligibility. I could come back and improve my draft stock."
0: Yeah. Could do that. I don't know that he will though, in my opinion.
1: But it might be best for him to do that if he if he wants to play basketball at the next level.
0: Yeah, I guess I can't argue against that. But um
1: Do we have any did you have anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? I know I
0: just want to move on to NCAA in general. Just some of the top teams just really, really quickly and then uh
1: Well let's see. Last night Michigan blew out Wisconsin by twenty three. Uh, they're 11-0. They they have an elite big man who can score in Hunter Dickinson. Uh, Gonzaga has three players who could be player of the year candidates or all Americans. Uh, Baylor has been consistent all season. Iowa, Luka Garza is an absolute abominable force. There's
0: three undefeated teams right now in college basketball. Uh,
1: let me think of them. Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh Illinois has got a good team with Io Desume at point guard. He's a, you know, very dynamic player.
0: Houston's a one-loss team. Tennessee is a one-loss team. Texas is a one-loss team. Should Iowa's a two-loss team. Has,
1: Texas has been mediocre for years and now we're talking about them as a top 10 team, top 4 team. So they're number 4 right now. Villanova's number 3, but they have been on pause since Christmas. See? That's the that, that is a testament to the abnormality of this season.
0: Yeah really is. Wait, uh, Creighton's in the top 10. They Creighton's got a lot team. of good
1: scores on their team.
0: Uh, West Virginia's even in the top 15 at, with four. Clemson basketball is actually doing yeah. pretty good this season. Yeah. I
1: mean, they pulled some upsets last year. That yeah. team, think about this. Like, so they went to the tournament in 2017-18, and they kind of been you know, building back up the experience. And maybe this is their year that they make a run towards the tournament. Uh, Duke has been struggling. North Carolina has been struggling. Kentucky's really been struggling. North so. Carolina's
0: not even ranked. Neither is Kentucky. Yeah, they, they lost to friggin' Alabama last night, which is crazy. I mean, St. Louis is ranked, and get this, UConn's ranked, too.
1: Must be the Mike Rayfeld effect.
0: Uh, you got an interesting top 25 here this year, to say the least. Um,
1: well, I mean, it is, a, it is an abnormal year. I mean... Because home court doesn't mean as much. Um, it's a matter of who... Sometimes, it, sometimes, Sean, it could be a matter of this team is able to play, but this team's not able to play. Sure. I mean, they're, 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 there's a lot of variables
0: to this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But
1: then again, last year was, was an interesting year as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get to conference tournaments. But... Uh, Really quickly, give me your final four.
1: Final four right now.
0: Gonzaga, Baylor,
1: Michigan, and Iowa.
0: Okay. Uh, Give me three of the top four right now. Give me... Actually, no, I lied. Give me Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, Texas will make the Elite Eight. Don't think they'll make the uh, final four. I see Iowa choking... I think Kansas will make the Final Four. Whew, Tennessee has a good chance at the Final Four this year. I don't think they'll make it.
1: Kansas would have won the tournament, in my opinion, last year if it had been played.
0: I think they would have too, undoubtedly. They were so. Or Dayton, even they had, a, I, they had I, a legit I think it, shot. Could,
1: it could have been Dayton and Kansas for they the They had nation,
0: a very legit shot for
1: the national championship. But uh, Kansas, I mean, you think about
0: this, Kansas. Whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't even said my final team yet. Who, who is it? That's what I'm I'm trying to decide right now. Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas. Gonzaga, Baylor, and Kansas. And either Michigan or... Ooh, man. I don't even know. Maybe even Illinois somehow pulling off a run, but I'm not really feeling that. wouldn't shock me. I'm going to go with Iowa as the other potential fourth team. All right. So. I mean, even Missouri's ranked this year, which is weird. I don't know why, but it is. Um, Indiana's getting a couple of votes. Good for them. Alabama's just barely outside the top 25. I bet they'll make it in. Unless, well, someone's got to drop out first, I guess. But they're they're on the cusp of being ranked. Congratulations to them for winning the national championship on football, by the way.
1: Hope Devontae Smith comes to the Bengals.
0: Yeah. Hopefully he can be utilized the right way. But uh, that's all we got for you tonight, folks. So uh, thanks for tuning in for part two, uh, if you decided to stick around. Um, hopefully the Bearcats can, uh, you know, I don't want to say pull off a miracle, but uh, get better at least, start winning more games would certainly be nice. Um, definitely aren't going to, to the uh, tournament this year. There's no way with with seven losses at this point in the season. Um, But hopefully they can continue to win and just be patient. I know it's hard, um, and I know we usually don't get what we want, but just got to be patient. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you have a good night, and as always, go Cats.